In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. For all of you guys that have been listening and been consistent listeners, you know, we just want to say thank you. And for those of you that are new to this podcast, we just want to give you, you know, a brief introduction to who we are. Um, we're basically a group of guys that want to present you with a fun and entertaining way uh, to listen to your fantasy news. We know you can get your fantasy news and information anywhere out there from a bunch of different media sites. Um, but we want to present it to you in a way that it's just a group of guys, you know. It's kind of like hearing the fantasy news from your friends, but, yeah, you know. We're just, friend. Of, we're just a group of guys <clears throat> hanging out, having fun. Exactly. But, you know, guys that actually maybe know what the fuck they're talking about. So, um, before we roll into our show, I do want to uh, let you know I got my uh, trustworthy guy here by my side, Dale DeMott. How you doing, Dale? Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! Yes, sir. I'm doing awesome. How about you? I'm doing fine. Um, awesome. Going to go ahead and let our listeners know we got a pretty awesome show in oh, store yeah. today. Um, we're going to be doing two things, talking a little bit about that news and some some you know rumors and notes and things that are going around uh, from training camp and players who are impressing and stuff like that. On top of that, we're going to be talking later on in the show with the Fantasy Doctor, so stay tuned for that. We're going to be asking about some important key in- injuries, so um, Dale... I do want you to let our listeners know about the uh, Listener League that we're doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, So the Listener League, the deadline is August 7th. It's coming up real quick. Um, Basically, go to our site. Go to the Contact Us page. You can fill out the form to be part of the Listener League. Um, We haven't released all the details yet, although um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Up for grabs is a Fantasy Jocks Championship belt with the Eat Sleep Fantasy logo on it. So you can show it to all your friends uh, that you are the best of the best if you win this league. Um, go to again. Go to our website eatsleepfantasy.com. Uh, fill out the form, and uh, we'll put your we'll put your name in the hat. Yeah, guys, definitely. Like Dale said, make sure if you want to be part of that listener league, you sign up. Deadline is August seventh. Just want to repeat that. So, you know, last entries due by August seventh, and we'll we'll go ahead and choose our winners of people that are going to get in from there. Um, but don't expect to win the belt because that's going to go to me this year. Probably me, but. It's never going to be Dale. We, we're we not like the other podcasts that you know are hands-off and are going to watch everybody else and want want everybody else to compete. Uh, we want to win this thing, so don't think that uh, we're just going to commentate here. Uh, we're all trying to keep this belt because it's awesome. The thing weighs like 20 pounds. It looks like solid gold. It's awesome. I'll uh, check our uh, Twitter feed. Uh, I'm going to post it as we're recording tonight, so it should be up by the time this podcast goes out. So one last thing before we jump into the news, I do want to let you guys know if you have questions for the upcoming season, how you can connect with us. The easiest way to do so is to go ahead and reach out to us on Twitter. I'm Christian Brito. You can find me on Twitter at CBritoFantasy. You can find Dale on Twitter at Dale underscore fantasy. The best and easiest possible way to reach out to us, and I'll, I'll repeat this twice, is at EatSleepFF which is the podcast Twitter. So at EatSleepFF is our Twitter. Go ahead and ask us questions on there. 
But for now, let's go ahead and get into some news. News and notes. News and notes. God damn it, Dale. Every fucking time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so first thing we want to do before we get into any of the news is we want to play a little game with the news. We're going to call it... We're going to be telling you whether or not the news is important or not important in our own special way because we do things a little different. If it's important, we're going to call it muy importante. And if it's not important, it's going to be it doesn't matter. So Dale, let's get into that little game. All right. So the first piece of news we have is that um, Kellen Moore, the backup for the Cowboys, suffered a broken right ankle Tuesday night's practice. Uh, we want to go over this because it's already been reported, uh, you know, Tony Romo sitting out with some back stiffness. So we've got now uh, Dak Prescott, whoever the hell that guy is. <laughs> his, na- his name is Dak, so. Yeah. So he's going to be taking first team reps for now. Yeah. Initially, um, initially, it was reported that uh, the Cowboys uh, VP Stephen Jones was having talks with Nick Foles. Apparently, that didn't work out because uh, we all know now Nick Foles signed with the Chiefs and reunited with Andy Reid there. So, um, I think they're going to be stuck with Dak as a backup quarterback, at least for now. So, actually, yeah, you know, you say it's probably going to be Dak, but the Cowboys have already been looking into um, getting uh, Josh McCown as nice. their possible, you know, backup. So. We'll see okay. what happens there. Um, they, they're trying to see if they can trade for Cleveland's Josh McCown, but it, it looks like RG3 is going to be the starter up in Cleveland. Um, yeah. So I, I actually think Josh McCown's not as terrible as other people think. So No. If he, I, if he's, he, he's a solid backup. So when it comes to this news about uh, the Cowboys, you know, Tony Roma being, you know, whatever, and Kellen Moore breaking his ankle, do you think it's important or not important? Uh, it's definitely not important, uh, as my so, friend, as it, my friend The Rock would say. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep, I'm on the same page with you. It doesn't matter. I think Tony Romo will be fine, and um, this is all for naught. All right. So sticking with the Cowboys, Dale. Um, we saw that Ezekiel Elliott pulled his hamstring. It's definitely something that I'm gonna talk with the doctor about. So um, he's gonna miss, quote unquote, some time. As I do the hand yeah. signals, <laughs> yeah. nobody's looking at me, but I still have to do the, the air quotes. quotes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's going to miss some time with a right hamstring injury. Um, you know, muy importante or it doesn't matter? Uh, I think it's muy importante. Muy importante. Nice. That was good, man. Oh, you like that? <laughs> that was a good That was a good drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're, if if this lingers on throughout preseason uh you know we're, we're going to be looking at Darren McFadden of course Lance Dunbar is injured too but Alfred Morris I guess is going to be the guy to go to right yeah I mean for now you know McFadden breaking his elbow supposedly not diving for his cell phone um yeah. <laughs> so I mean Alfred Morris behind that offensive line should be pretty good if he's if anything should happen to Ezekiel Elliott. I also think this is muy importante too we've seen rookies come into the NFL and they're not prepared for workloads they're not prepared for we, we see them very often you know tail off towards the end of the season after they start hot because they're not ready for 280 300 carries if he's yeah. already tweaking his hamstring in practice in august it, it worries me a little bit more than than um than others i know you know 
a lot of people are going to be like, oh, it's just a tweak. It doesn't matter. But it, it could be worse than that. It could. Yeah. They could try to hurry him back, which hopefully, you know, they'll wait and take as much time to get him healed as possible. Yeah. Even if it's a tweak. Yeah, they'll play conservative. Uh, we're going to ask the doctor about this, uh, the fantasy doctor, Dr. Saline Parekh, uh, coming up. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely something to watch, um, these hamstring injuries. If you don't nurse him correctly and, and you rush him back, he's going to get hurt uh, again. So, um, did we already agree that this is muy importante? Correct. Muy importante. Muy importante! All right. Uh, well, I got a I got a story here. Uh, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Coach Dirk Cutter uh, lumped Austin Severian Jenkins into the category of players fighting for a job. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this on the podcast for a couple weeks now. Uh, but basically, Cutter said Austin's working at it, and he can do everything that he could do right now. He just got to work. Um, basically, this is all stemming from uh, spring practice when Austin Severian Jenkins just rubbed his new head coach the wrong way. And then proceeded to go on Twitter and rant about it. Um, so just a horrible situation all around for Austin Severian Jenkins, who might lose his job here to uh, uh, Cameron Wright, uh, the, the new tight end in, in Tampa Bay. Is this important or not? Yeah. Um, I think for anybody that was considering drafting Austin Severian Jenkins, it's muy importante. Muy importante! In the grand scheme of tight ends... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter! Because Austin Safarian Jenkins is not a guy that I was going to take anyways. We've seen the hype train that was coming in at the beginning of the offseason. It's completely gone because the guy can't keep his head together. He yeah. is constantly doing things that, whether it's on-field or off-field, are just not consistent with an NFL player that's trying to vie for a job. And it doesn't matter if you're huge and you can be athletic as a tight end if you can't get on the field. So, you know, for me, yep. it I doesn't well, matter. I, I'm not going to touch him anyways. Yeah, I, I think Austin Severian Jenkins, I think he was a top 15 uh, tight end maybe. He, he was definitely in the top 15 for me. Um, I think Jameis Winston is going to get better next year. And and uh, I think ASJ was was going to be a target. Um, but I agree. I mean, it's, it's not... Uh, Bone chilling news here. You gotta say it, Dale. It's what? It doesn't matter. It's not important. It doesn't matter! Thank you. You gotta play the game. (laughs) Play it to win the game. No, Um, no, wrong game. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into the next piece of news. Um, This one's kind of interesting to me, especially for all the people that are already on the hype train. So, the Newark Star Ledger is reporting that they believe that the Giants are going to be pushing the pace more this season uh you know they want the offense to run more and more no huddle plays have been doing so in camp um bed mcadoo has already devoted you know a part of their 11 11 drills on just no huddle in every training camp practice so far so um what do you think dale is this uh it doesn't matter or muy importante uh you know i don't think it really matters it doesn't matter um the giants really can't get much faster than they were last year uh, they were number two behind the Eagles, and it really didn't help the Eagles at all. I know that the Giants have much more talent than the Eagles did last year, but um, going from number two to number one, I don't know if they're going to get that many more plays off. Um, I, I don't think it's important. Um, well, I do think it's kind of important. Muy importante! Because if we're talking about overall plays run last year, even though you know they had a quick tempo last year, they were still only 11th 
um, in total plays run. For me, if they can be more consistent and keep getting um, more production out of this no-huddle offense, especially with the pieces, I mean, with Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, if we can get even, you know, 75% or, you know, 70% Victor Cruz, um, they have some nice weapons. They've got Donnell and Ty at tight end, um, Rashad Jennings if he's healthy. They've got a good weapons and pieces around Eli Manning, who I think is poised to set up for a career year for himself. Um, If we think about the team that ran the most plays last year, it wasn't the Eagles. It was actually the Texans. And if we think about that offense where they were top five in rushing attempts and they also had the ability to sustain, you know, ridiculous wide receiver targets to uh, Hopkins, it just makes me think that uh, ODB and Sterling Shepard are just going to have a great, great year if they can do this for parts of their offense, especially if, uh, you know, they can run yeah. some three wide receiver sets too. Yeah. So do you think it's uh, important or not? I think it's muy importante. Okay. All right. We did agree to disagree. Uh, let's talk about the Bills a little bit. No, um, Dale. No, Dale. We don't agree to disagree. You need to agree <laughs> with me. <laughs> uh, the Buffalo Bills news is reporting that uh, the, the Bills organization is targeting next Monday, uh, which is August 7th. Uh, our listener league do, by the way, um, for Sammy Watkins to come back and return to practice from his foot surgery. Um, there's been indications of his placement on the pup list where precautionary, it seems like that was the case. Um, so we're expecting Watkins to come back and uh, be the possibly top 12 wide receiver that he should be. Uh, is this important or not? For me, for me, this is muy, muy, muy importante. Muy importante! I'm going to just reiterate that because for Sammy Watkins, when it comes to how I rank him and how I see him for the season, he is an elite talent at the wide receiver position. And the biggest drawback for me when it comes to drafting him is I don't know if he can be healthy. I don't know if he's healthy to start the season. I don't know what's going on with his health. But if I see in training camp that he is ready and he's ready to cut and plant and he shows burst off the line and he doesn't look anything like an injured Sammy Watkins, then I will feel much more comfortable drafting him and I will be comfortable moving him up in my rankings because I do think he's an elite talent at the wide receiver position so long as he's healthy. So if I see coming, you know, middle of training camp, he is fully healthy and he's playing in preseason games and things like that, I I, I think it's very important. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, I think it's very important for Tyrod Taylor too. Um I think, uh, you know, if he didn't start the season with Sammy Watkins, he might be number 12 with Watkins. He's number seven for me. Um, so, yes, muy importante. Muy importante. Nice, Dave. All right. I thought you um, might go on the other way on that one and be like, eh, no, I, <laughs> I had Sammy high all along. <laughs> um, let's move over to uh, Arian Foster. You got some news on him? Yeah, so... This is uh, sounds pretty good news on Arian Foster. Miami Herald is reporting that there's growing more and more optimism, optimism that Arian Foster can be the, air quotes, the guy at running back this season. Um, there has been so much buzz around Arian Foster, that, you know. So ever since uh, Jay Ajayi went out with his knee injury and Kenyon Drake has been extremely uh, underwhelming in camp. Yeah. You know, it's it's given this opportunity where Ain Foster is able to 
prove himself. And he's, I mean, for a guy that tore his Achilles, he's come back incredibly well. Um, something that Foster seems to keep doing, getting hurt, but cutting, coming back, you know, just as good right after. Um, so if he's already not on the pup, he's practicing, he's doing all the first team reps, and we're hearing reports that he can be the guy. For me, the player that's going to rise the most when it comes to draft stock this offseason before it's time to draft is going to be Arian Foster. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, this is uh, muy importante for Arian Foster and Foster owners alike. Muy importante! Uh, it sucks for the Dolphins because we are holding on to an aging, uh, broken-down running back. Uh, yeah. I think he's also. Muy, I think this is also muy importante. I didn't say that. Apparently, I think all these news and notes are muy importante. That's probably why I chose them to be on the show. <laughs> muy importante. <laughs> that kind of. Um, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do something. We're gonna put this on Twitter. If you like the segment, if you think it's worthy of being part of our news and notes section, um, we'll put it on Twitter. You know, did you like it? Did you hate it? We kind of want this to be a show of the people, um, like you know, like like we said earlier. It's we're we're guys, right? So if you guys say you love it, we'll keep it for parts of our news and notes segment. If you say we hate you hate it, we'll get rid of it. Even yep. though that's mean. Don't be mean, guys. All right, next piece of All right. news. All right, uh, yeah, we're looking at Sammy Coates, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, beat writer uh, Chris Adaminski is reporting that Sammy Coates has been a regular with the teams uh, with the first team offense lining up opposite side of Antonio Brown and working against the club's top defensive backs. This is pretty surprising. Um, what do you think here? Um, I think this is kind of it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. For me, I know that he's lining up with the first team offense. I think that has a lot to do with specific types of routes where he will be Filling in for some, you know, nine routes like the Martavis kind of Bryant role um, in specific sets, right? But for me, I think it's still Marcus Wheaton's job unless Sammy Coates were to absolutely blow him out of the water in camp. So yeah. I think we have, I, I'd feel more comfortable drafting Marcus Wheaton at the you know at the position he's going even though he's going you know 10th 11th round right now versus Sammy Coates is mostly undrafted or last pick of the draft I'd still rather have Marcus Wheaton because at the end of the offseason I still think he's going to be the number two opposite Antonio Brown yeah I mean I think you know I was I I want to say I was high on Wheaton um, but I did like him a lot and he was falling to me a lot in uh, in our mocks Uh, this makes me really scared of him thinking that Sammy Coates um, you know, has been a regular with the first team's offense. Uh, Wheaton isn't doing something right out there. Um, so it scares me a little bit from uh, away from Marcus Wheaton. Um, I think this is muy importante. Muy importante! Uh, for my mocks. <laughs> I'm not going to get over that, man. It sounds great <laughs> when you say it. <laughs> so if anybody uh, lives in, you know, a Hispanic community or, or a part of the country where they're are a lot of Hispanics and you see like these commercials for like car accidents and stuff and they're like Occidente Abogado that's exactly what I think of when I hear Dale saying this and it's perfect it, well the, the bad thing is I mean I grew up in Miami as well and I sound whiter than any other white person I know so I don't know what happened there uh, it's fine man at least you're trying yeah I'm trying it's, it's, what, uh, I see Austin Jeffrey up here on the notes what do you got for him 
Alright, so Alshon Jeffrey, you, you're trying to speed me along, Dale. I'm getting off topic. No, no, that's good. Right, so I Alshon want to talk Jeffrey. About, I want to talk about this uh, awesome wide receiver, Chicago Bears. Yeah, so there's um, can't stay healthy wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey has missed the past two days of practice with a air quotes mild hamstring. I can't stop can't, doing the air quotes. We, I'm well, doing the air quotes again, man. What all the these injury reports have air quotes. How, how <laughs> suspicious is that? Oh, you did that on purpose on the Alshon one, I think. I think you just put the quotes in there so I would do the hand single. Um, all right, so what do you think, Dale? Does it matter or muy importante? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter! Ooh, um, I, I really disagree here. What, let me hear your point. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is something so early. With these mild hamstring and, and light tweaks of hamstring injuries, it's just about rest. As long as he's not tearing anything, as long as it's not, you know, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, an upper grade or upper tier hamstring injury. I'm not too concerned with it. It's just going to take some time. As long as they don't rush him back, um, he should be okay. Now he is riddled with injuries in the past. So, you know, naturally you're a little uh, hesitant, but this injury in particular, um, it doesn't concern me. When it comes to wide receivers in the off season and running backs too, I guess. So these, you know, speed skill positions, Hamstring injuries in training camp scare the crap out of me. They really do. Because that's the kind of thing that can linger well into the season for several weeks. And then you try to come back for it and you re-pull it. And it's a worse pull. It's a minor tear. And they're things that linger. I mean, we saw early in the offseason last year, LaShawn McCoy pull his hamstring. And that lingered well into the season. And it really hampered his production, even though he was pretty good for parts of the season. So for me, for a guy that's been so injury prone for the last couple years, I, it worries me, right? It's just, for me, it's, it's muy importante. It's something to keep an eye on. Muy importante! All right, yeah. Well, I say it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Um, I got one more air quote for you. Uh, <laughs> Jets coach Todd Bowles says it's quote-unquote safe to say Matt Forte uh, will miss the Jets preseason opener next Thursday because of, uh, guess what, hamstring. Uh, is, it, is this the same uh, conversation just over and over again about these hamstring injuries? Yeah, it, it has a lot to do with players' conditioning. Um, Matt Forte is a guy... He's 30 years old, changing teams. I've already been the lowest on him on our podcast. We had reports come out a couple days ago that they see Bilal Powell as being capable of splitting reps with him 50-50 when it comes to the season. Uh, They gave Bilal Powell and Matt Forte almost identical contracts. And if they're saying, okay, we want them to split work, and they they have a very similar skill set, Matt Forte is 30 years old. Here he is with a hamstring tweak. I- I'm staying the hell away from Matt Forte. Yeah. I think this is muy importante. For me, it's going to make me even lower him even more. I'm I'm willing to be out a year early on Forte. Muy importante! Yeah, yeah. It, I was on the fence with Forte. Um, yeah, I, I think it's muy importante because I am not. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to stay away from him and probably late, wait a little later than most. Um, you know, those who say, I've heard this argument before that Forte seems maybe injury prone. Um, he's only missed eight games in the last eight seasons. So injuries are normally not a concern for him. He's usually in pretty good shape in the preseason. Um, well, we'll wait and see. Yeah, that's just a recency bias since he missed a few games last year. Exactly. And then he missed a few games at the beginning of his career. But yeah. the middle, he's, he was very, very healthy. He's good. 
So, uh, how do you rank uh, this game here? Do you think it's muy importante, or uh, does does this thing even matter? Eh, it's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> it's we what we got a... for now, listeners. Just deal with it. <laughs> and we don't have a drop for something in the middle, so it has to be one or the other. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess let's get in straight into our. Do you have any other notes, notes or news or anything? Nope. All right. Let's get right into the interview with uh, Doctor Celan Perek. Doctor Perek. Yep, uh, fantasy doctor. Check it out. All right, on the phone with us right now is Dr. Ceylon Parekh. Uh, he's an author, a speaker, an orthopedic surgeon, and a professor at Duke University. Many refer to him as a fantasy doctor. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Ceylon Parekh, HMD. Also, go check out his YouTube channel and website. He has tons of great information on all things sports injury related. Uh, Dr. Parekh, how are you doing tonight? Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks for coming on here. Um, we'll get started right away. Uh, you know, I'm sure you get plenty of questions, and I've talked about plenty of times on your own show about concussions. Uh, being that this is a first ever injury show of ours, we like to talk a little bit about that. Um, we're beginning to, you know, learn the long term effects that concussions have on the players in the NFL, but I'd really like to know about the short term effects it has on the players. Uh, you know, for instance, with a hard hit on Antonio Brown during the playoffs last year. Uh, would he be more susceptible to getting another one? Is this something Brown should be more concerned about now that he had one? Um, what, what's your thoughts on the, that? Yeah, so great question. I mean, we see these players, uh, many of them have multiple concussions through their careers, and other times we see uh, players go through the NFL season and even their careers without having any concussions. Um, it's a curious question that research has never shown um, that has been able to correlate one concussion to another, meaning that just because you've had one concussion does not mean that you're susceptible to have a second one as long as you're fully recovered. The timeline that you're a little bit more susceptible is that timeline immediately after your first concussion where you have not gotten um, fully recovered. During that time, you really don't want to get athletes back onto the field because they can re-injure themselves, re-concuss themselves. And that's what you really want to try to avoid in the short period. And so that's why the NFL and the medical field have gotten so um, progressive about trying to figure out good diagnostics to figure out when are the concussion symptoms totally gone, when is it that an athlete can safely get back on the field. And that's why we've gone from the days in the past where you put smelling salts under an athlete's nose, wake them up and get them back on the field in that same game within that same half an hour to now you know, you're concussed. If, you're, if they think there's even concussion symptom anywhere, you're out. Right, right. So is it safe to assume Antonio Brown had this concussion months ago? Is it safe to assume that he's free and clear and uh, he's not susceptible of getting re-injured more than before? Correct. Okay, all right. Uh, on that same note of re-injury, um, are, and I've wondered this for a long time and I really can't find any definitive answers, but are are player are some players injury prone? Uh, if a player has, let's say, a broken collarbone, and the next year he breaks his foot, is it a foregone conclusion that he will get injured again? No, this whole concept of being injury prone just because you've had one injury and then maybe having a second one—that's not necessarily true. But what we do know is that as we age, there are natural changes that occur in all human bodies, whether you're an athlete or a couch potato there are changes that are going to happen in your body, and those changes can make you more susceptible to injury as well as taking longer to heal. And so that's why you, you do sometimes see bigger injuries happen in guys as they get older. Okay. 
All right, Christian, you have anything on that? Yeah. Uh, hi, Doc. Uh, Christian with you on now. Um, I do want to ask about a few specific players. Um, we've seen Arian Foster is the first guy that I, you know, comes to mind just because of his track record injury history does that differ a little bit when it comes to maybe soft tissue injuries like the recurring because i hear that a lot right it's that it's different when it's a soft tissue injury versus like a broken bone um you know he's coming off that torn achilles and we've seen so many times over and over again arian foster come off this injury or that injury um is it any different when it comes to the the multiple soft tissue injuries yeah, absolutely. So uh, when, you're, when you're dealing with bones, they heal more reliably, uh, they're more predictable, and, and really once the bone heals, you're for the most part good to go unless the, the break involved the joint. Then it's a little bit different. Um, soft tissues, you're exactly right. There are lingering effects. It takes longer to heal, and it can be a little bit more unpredictable. And so we see guys who've had Achilles injuries or ACL tears or lateral collateral ligament tears. Uh, it takes a little bit longer. And uh, whereas, you know, if you've had a, an ankle fracture, it heals, you can usually get back fairly quickly once the bone's healed. So you're exactly right. Okay. Um, I guess what's your expert opinion on Foster this year? Because he's obviously coming <laughs> off of a very different a difficult injury, you know, Achilles tear, um, right. not exactly very easy to come back from, um, but he, he avoided the pup, uh, you know, he's practicing. What do you think about him for this year? Yeah, so, you know, uh, that's a great question that we put to looking at data uh, about four or five years ago. We looked at NFL players that had Achilles tears, and we looked at how many of them got back onto the playing field and how good they were when they got back. And in general, you do you see about forty percent of them not able to return back onto the NFL playing field because they're just not good enough. You know, a one percent reduction in their performance is a big deal versus a one percent reduction in my performance. That's the first thing. The second thing that you do see is that if they get back onto the field, there usually is a reduction in their performance, up to fifty percent. So with Aaron Foster, I tell you that we got to be careful. You know, he's going to be hitting about the one-year mark from his recovery. Uh, his surgery is back in October, so about one year uh, re- recovery at about the October timeline this year. So you probably see him late September, is my guess, on the on the field. I think we'll just kind of have to see how his performance does. I mean, there's some guys, you know, in the NFL, they are amazing specimens, and they and they defy all of our reason and all of our data. But if you look at the data. Aaron Foster is going to have a rough year this year. Yeah. Um, I heard the disappointment in Christian's voice being a mighty Dolphins fan. Yeah, we're yeah. Dolphins fans. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit of a blow, but I kind of expected that answer. Um, yeah. The, good, the thing that keeps me optimistic, I guess, from Foster is that even though he's had all these injuries, he typically comes back from them well. But uh, the Achilles tear, I know that's a, that's a tough one to come back from. So. Yeah, I mean, he does. And look, he's only 29. Now, for a running back, it's a little bit on the older side. But, you know, it, for the most part, it, actually, if you look at athletics in general, 29 seems to be that magic number that they have amazing performances. So you never know. Maybe this will be a great year for him. But, if, again, I, if I'm hedging and I'm going to be a fantasy owner and I'm going to be, you know, in the draft room, I'm not really going after Aaron Foster. Okay. Um, I guess I want to continue with a couple more players that um, that are interesting injury-wise. 
um, this offseason. For me, the guy that's stepping out to me in the wide receiver position is Jordy Nelson. Um, we saw last year, obviously, he tore his ACL. Uh, he's a guy that relies on his speed. Um, should we be wary of him this year? I know he already kind of has a little bit of a tweak in his other knee, um, uh, tendonitis, actually. Uh, you know, yeah. what's what's your thought on, on him? Well, the good news is, you know, he's uh, on the pup list because of his left knee, right? So he had a right ACL tear. He's bouncing back. He's trying to get it, you know, into shape and performance, and he tweaks his left knee and he's got a tendonitis. That shouldn't really hold him back too long. Um, you know, nowadays, ACLs, these guys come back quickly, usually six to eight months. They perform pretty well. So I would expect a lot out of Jordy Nelson this year. I think um, – you know, he should do very, very well, barring another injury. Okay, good. Um, that's a <clears throat> hello. I'm sorry. Yeah, Dale, you're gonna yeah. have to cut that there. Kind of cut out for a second. No, you're you're good on my end. Okay, sorry about that. Um, all right. So transitioning, I guess, to a guy that I'm a little scared of, and I definitely want to hear your opinion on, and that's Thomas Rawls, who came off of that horrible ankle uh, break that he suffered uh, late last year after he was doing so well um, through the stretch that he was starting the season. He was a number one running back. Um, Pete Carroll says he will be ready by week one, uh, but we saw them go out and draft a bunch of running backs, bring back Christine Michael. They you know, have Alex Collins and CJ Procise. What's your opinion on Thomas Rawls for this year? Yeah, I mean, to capture it in a nutshell, proceed with caution. All you got to do is think about RG3. Now, RG3 had just a dislocation of his ankle, and you saw how he just struggled, and we'll see how he does this year with the Browns. <clears throat> but, you know, Thomas Rawls not only dislocated the ankle, but he broke it. He fractured it. So, like we talked about earlier in the show, fractures themselves do pretty well, but when you mix a fracture with a dislocation, there's a lot of energy that goes into that joint to make it dislocate, and that causes a lot of the soft tissue injury that is unpredictable. So all these guys who have fracture dislocations will have swelling, will have stiffness, will have some loss of motion and some loss of mobility. And that leads to changes in their performance. Um, so we'll have to see how he does, but I would proceed with caution on him. I, I, I'm not sure you're going to see a great season out of him like you saw early last year. You know, give him a year to kind of work this out, and hopefully over time he, he performs well. But um, I'm not expecting much out of him, especially early on in the first half of the season. Okay. Um, so that's uh, something, something to keep an eye out. Um, definitely somebody that I'm I'm concerned with about. So if I'm trying to avoid risk, I think I'm definitely going to probably avoid the potential upside that comes with Thomas Rawls because that, that injury definitely scares me. Um, right. One last one last running back I want to ask about is Ezekiel Elliott. We saw that he just uh, tweaked his, you know, quote unquote, the word that they keep using, tweaked his hamstring. Right. What does that What does that mean? Um, because I know there's definitely a very wide range of what a hamstring injury can be. Um, what does it right. mean when we hear things like that? Yeah, so you know, disappointment from Cowboys camp because uh, Ezekiel Elliott tweaks his hamstring. Now, I think, you know, you're getting some some nebulous kind of 
um, unclear verbiage from Cowboys camp because I, I just don't think they want to necessarily go into how potentially serious or not serious this is. I mean, when you hear tweaking, you think maybe it's a grade one injury. There's different grades of, of straining your muscles where grade one is just kind of stretching it, grade two is a partial tear, and grade three is really a more serious tear. And as you go up in grade, the recovery time is a lot longer. And so uh, just from the verbiage that's being thrown out there and what I'm hearing, it sounds like it might be a grade one, although you can't really know without an MRI. Um, and as, from what I'm hearing, they're not even planning on doing an MRI as of right now. So uh, my timeline is under two weeks, we'll see him back into camp and, and practicing and he should be okay. But I think you're going to see him out for at least one to two weeks to, to rest this, rehab it, and get the trainers really working on him and doing some performance stuff to really increase his flexibility and decrease the chance of re-injuring. You know, that's the bigger issue for him. If they push him too fast now, they don't give that hamstring time to heal, this can be something that nags him throughout the entire season. Okay. You got any more players that you want to talk about, Christian? No, um, yeah, to me, it's kind of, is it one of those scenarios kind of like what LaShawn McCoy suffered in the offseason last year, a little bit of a hamstring tweak that kind of led into the season? Or was that more serious, like you said, like a grade two or something that he suffered in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, again, we're not really sure with Elliot what it's going to be, but it's just from the words, it sounds like it's going to be a grade one, but you're exactly right. I mean, if it's something more serious, they don't give him time. This is going to carry through. And we know that, you know, with with uh, Darren McFadden injured and, and he's not going to be starting off the season, the Cowboys are going to look for a lot of reps with, with Elliott. And, and so if they're going to work him hard, they better rest him now so that he can basically get this hamstring behind him. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't – all right. Good. Awesome. All right. That leaves me a little bit optimistic. All right. Great. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. I guess oh, – go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, I definitely would have some optimism there. I really wouldn't uh, – I, I, I personally am pretty high on Elliot. I think uh, he's, he's going to have a breakout year. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I know your time is valuable, Doctor. Uh, we will, uh, I guess, wrap this up. I have one quick question. It's not totally fantasy relevant, but you being an sure. orthopedic surgeon and all, I am really curious um, to hear what's your craziest uh, – experience being an orthopedic surgeon what is it like the craziest sports injury that you've come across that you've operated on one of the craziest sports injuries i've operated on that's a great question um, like weird or just you know grosser <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean i've had uh people who've actually broken their leg in the middle of triathlons and finished it wow and then it's 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 remarkable because i you know it's it's amazing when you have your adrenaline going and the competitions around you, what you can do. But, you know, um, I've seen it where guys break their shin bone and they keep going through triathlon, finish it, and then have a surgery, you know, the week later after they fly back to the U.S. and, and you know, need to be treated by one of us. That's crazy. It's, it's remarkable. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but, but there's lots of stories. Um, and, and, uh, Maybe that's a good question. Week to week, we can we can touch on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was going to say, yeah, start thinking <laughs> week about to it. Week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, we're definitely going to ask you next time you're on. Um, sure. All right. Well, Doctor Seelan Parekh, I said it twice, uh, two times, correct? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we we really appreciate your time. Uh, where can we find you? Where's uh, what, what's all the good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on Twitter at Seelan Parekh, MD. That's S E L E N E. 
P-A-R-E-K-H-M-D. Uh, and you can also find me on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Fantasy Doctors, uh, or The Fantasy Doctor. And um, you'll hear see blogs on not only Major League Baseball, NFL, soccer. I mean, we I hit all sports. So whatever injury's happening that's trending, that's big, and people want to know about it, you'll probably find a video of me explaining it on my YouTube channel at The Fantasy Doctor. That's awesome. And we will have everything, all the information that you just said. We're going to have it all on our website for our listeners to go check out eatsleepfantasy.com. You'll have all the links there to find them. Um, Really cool experience uh, talking to you, Doctor. Uh, We hope to hear hear back from you again. We've got to make this a regular thing, guy. Uh, uh, I'm in. Awesome, because you make our show smarter. We're just a couple (laughs) idiots, so anything to to help bring up that that notch a little bit is going to help. Hey, man, and you, you help to you make it more fun. I, I love the sports stuff, so I'm all over it. Awesome, man. Well, again, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks, guys. Uh, have Bye. a good night. Bye. All right. Well, we're back. Uh, we just want to thank Dr. Parekh for being on our show. We're going to try to make that a regular occurrence. We think, especially once we start getting into the season, if we can get some more advice from the fantasy doctor, um, it'll really help our listeners understand some of these injuries that occur because this is football. There's going to be injuries and um, it's really something that we have to monitor all the way through the season with almost all these players. Yeah. And the dude is smart as hell and uh, he makes our podcast a little smarter. Uh, Uh, A lot smarter. (laughs) Um, Cool. Uh, Don't, don't forget to sign up for our listener league. We're having mocks. We're trying to do them. Uh, more than once a week, but uh, find us on the website, eatsleepfantasy.com. Go to our uh, the form there, fill out the form, and it'll go straight to us, and we'll put you on the list to do some mock drafts. And then again, guys, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at eatsleepff. Before we close out the show, I just want to go ahead and give a quick thanks to Surge for our intro, outro music. You can visit him at justsurge.com. And uh, buenas noches. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. And we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down. Then we take that town. Then we take that town.